0: Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusef and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Hey, guys. We got Mania back on the agenda, right, Yus? Yes, of course. He's taking the number 10. Sorry, Adam. I know Lionel Messi, your heart is gone from this team, but Fatih has taken the slot as our youngster. Number 10, up in the front, coming back soon. Uh, He should be returning after Sevilla-Bayern into the Granada game, but this is kind of cool. But I know you have your criticism, so why don't you well, okay, tell me about what you think Listen, about this, okay? okay. Little
1: Messi, uh-huh. Copa America champion, player you don't like very much, mm-hmm. is gone. Greatest player of all time, <laughs> greatest Barca player of all time. Uh, a hole that will be left in the Barcelona 10 jersey for the rest of history. But La Liga regulations make it, so we have to use the 10 jersey. It's not like, you know, American sports where you can retire a jersey. We can only use 1 through 25, and we have enough players to fill that. So someone had to take the 10, right? My only question sure. is. You know, should we have given it to Coutinho or Aguero? Older players who don't have that much expectations, right? And who aren't gonna have the ten like weigh them down? Aguero, of course, has that, you know, relationship with Messi that might make it seem like, hey, this is a a good idea to transfer it down to his friend. On Coutinho's side, coming back from injury, you know, not expected to produce that much, so maybe, you know, since he doesn't have those highest expectations, it won't weigh him down. With Fatih, He's, you know, mania. the young star, the young gun, the guy who is supposed to help us go to the future. The player who that, you know, we all dream of seeing Fatih, Dembele, Depay all connect, all scoring goals this season and for the next few seasons to come. But he's coming back from an injury use, a a pretty Mm -hmm. severe knee injury where he required two or three surgeries, where he hasn't been able to practice to get mobile. And we're going to drop him back into this team that's struggling to win, that doesn't have a clear cut you know top dog and Fati's going to be one of the people who can who can take that mantle. And so I wonder if with already all the pressures of the surgery and coming back and re- regaining his previous form on him, if the number 10 will add to that. And a lot of it does matter about the intangibles, right? Like how is Fati's mindset? How does he use pressure to motivate him to perform better? I don't know that yet. I haven't known Fati, you know, as a as a professional player for that long, of course. Only been like 2 years. Uh, on the A team and so I just I worry that maybe it's a little bit too soon and that the pressure will weigh him down even more than the pressure he already has and if he has a few games of bad form to start the season which is totally totally expected and, and totally okay that might you know spiral him down into a place of low confidence and then we could get something like we saw with Coutinho where you know he just didn't ever feel good on the pitch.
0: I totally get your points, and I think they're very valid. They And we talked about this in our previous video about the uh, Coutinho getting that number 10. But at the same time, I think Fati is a player that has a mindset like Pedri. He's willing to work. He's willing to work hard. He wants to perform well. He's young. He has the energy. He did have his setback with this injury, but I think he's going to come back strong. And even though Messi's not there, he still has... Um, he still has Dembele and F- uh, Depay, excuse me, to play with, and you know if he needs someone with more experience, he has Aguero. And Aguero on that is, I'm just not sure if Aguero should be taking number ten because I don't know how long he's going to be there. Um, uh, uh, not to say that Coutinho shouldn't get have gotten it, but at the same time, and I think this is what it really comes down to is they Barcelona can monetize Fati number ten much better. Financial ruin at the moment. I think that's going to help them well, pick up. And Fati's out the future,
1: right? I mean, you know, as much yeah, as the, the, the reasons sure. why I don't think he should, Fatih's the future. If our, we're going to get out of this hole and Laporta's whole, mm-hmm. you know, project this summer, which kind of burned a lot of fans but is looking towards the future, towards getting us on good wages and getting us, you know, young players who are going to succeed, the whole project is going to revolve around Anzu Fatih. Uh, along with Pedro and Frankie DeJong. And so Mm -hmm. it it does make a lot of sense. Fatih is the guy who probably should get it. It's just a matter of should he have gotten it two seasons from now or right now coming back from an injury. Uh, You know, as always, please hit that subscribe button and then let us know in the comments what you guys think if Fatih should get the number 10, how he's going to perform this season, and then we had one other player, right, who changed jerseys, which mm-hmm. was uh, Usman Dembele finally taking the number seven, which he used to wear at Dortmund. Now that Griezmann has gone to Atletico, that seven is open. So it's good to see Dembele get it. As you guys all know, I'm a huge Demboos fan, and I really hope to see him do well. It kind of is a dream come true to think about Dembele, Depay, and Fati together in that front line. Right, Use.
0: No, that would be awesome. And I think that they're all very still relatively young. Depay's a little older, but at the same time, I think it's going to be something new for Barcelona. It's so much be speed. Something magical. You know? Yeah. That's the thing yes. we always hate
1: is that we mm-hmm. were such a slow and, and old team for the last few seasons. It didn't seem like we had a lot of counterattacks, a lot of breaks like we were used to when we had Neymar, Griezmann, and a younger Messi, of course. And so hopefully these three players together are going to beget a lot of success. But as we transition, mm-hmm. use, there is some more topics to cover. The first one being this whole Umtiti La Porta meeting that seems to be all mm-hmm. over social media, in which, you know, it started out a little bit. This happened in August. It started out a little bit um, tense. But then Umtiti told Laporta, Hey, you know what? I never thought the Barca physios knew what I was doing right. I have been training with a trainer all summer to get my form back. I'm not trying to screw over the club. Laporta kind of said he understood his situation. Umtiti started to cry. Laporta told him he would do (laughs) his best to try and get Komen to... You know, play him more. So do you think Umtiti has a chance to regain the confidence of the fans, of you personally, and, you know, get at, get back somewhere to the level he used to have? Because we've been very loud critics of Umtiti and the way his Jim. wage bill is affecting the team. So now that we know we have to keep Umtiti, do you think there's something of a player here that can be salvaged for, you know, our success especially considering that Pique is getting older, Eric Garcia is young, mm-hmm. he could go through bad form, Lenglet is injury er, is mistake prone, Araujo is also getting his bearings under him as well. Umtiti could be important, what do you think? I just don't th- I just don't have faith that is going to come back and be that World Cup
0: player that he had had been and uh you know make a performance that is worth the money that we are paying him. Uh, he's just, I don't think he's fast enough anymore. I think the knee injury is something that's going to hold him back for the rest of his career. I don't think if, if the, the physio team has not been able to improve his stature or status at this moment, I still, I think it's
1: unredeemable.
0: Yeah. I don't think Hmm. we're going to get anywhere with that.
1: Um, I I agree with you. I uh, mean, at the same time though, it is possible that His uh, assertion that the Barca staff never really knew what he needed. I mean, listen, if there's one medical team in in all of sports I don't trust, it's the Barca medical team. I think (laughs) over the last few seasons, we've just seen them let us down so many times. So many players have had to go elsewhere against Barca team recommendations to get surgeries. Uh, Dembele, Coutinho, Fati... Um, Umtiti, right? Messi's Mm -hmm. Poubalja, as we all remember. (laughs) There have just been so many players who've had these weird muscular injuries, and the Barca physio team never seems to to get them back and running quick enough. So I understand his frustration, and I I kind of agree with you. I don't know if that knee's ever going to get quicker, if he's ever going to get that speed back that you need as a center back. Um, Umtiti, of course, was always lauded for his passing ability as well as, you know, he was a rock in defense. So I would love to see him get back there. I kind of agree with you, Use not going to happen. Uh, it is interesting to hear Umtiti say that in Laporta that they need to talk to Komen to start him because they're not the only group, right? Umtiti, Ricky Puch, both are, are trying Be to sure. get on Komen's good side. It's very interesting that Pjanic, who just left to Beskitas in Turkey and you know cut his wages to make that move, which we have to applaud him for because we were worried he was just going to keep his wages at Barca and weigh down our Be wage sure. bill. He has mm-hmm. come out and said that Komen basically didn't talk to him. And that Komen was never, you know, quote unquote man enough to talk to Pjanic and say, hey, this is what you need to improve on. This is what I need to see. Pjanic also, you know, alleged that Komen wouldn't go to the trainings for the players who didn't start. So sure. apparently after games, the players who didn't start would have these really rigorous trainings. Komen would never go there. He would never tell these players what they had to do to improve. And Pianich basically said, hey, I'm a professional. I've been doing this a long time. He was on Serie A on Juventus, very good midfielder. And yet this is the first time in his career he's had a coach who doesn't have the ability to communicate clearly and tell him what to improve on. And he was really frustrated with that. And, of course, going to the press right after you leave is a huge sign that, you know, this is something that's been weighing on him for a long time. I've always been interested by the fact that we never really heard from Pianic, never heard him complain, which was kind of surprising because you never thought he would come to Barca and only play like 14 games of time in the last, you know, season.
0: Yeah, it's not fair, right? You you come there and you're expecting to play. And at the end of the day, when you think that, hey, I'm not getting a lot of play time. I obviously need to improve and fit into this Barcelona play style. But then, you know, that the only time that you can show that you're improving is in your practices and the coach is not coming to you in his eyes, or in his uh, allegation that he didn't come to view the practices, well, what's the point then? How am I ever going to show that I can play this game and play it well if mm-hmm. the coach doesn't care? And at the end of the day, we know that Komen has had his uh, favorite picks, right? We, we've yep. seen Pia- uh, Pianic, Mtiti, uh Pooch. Pooch not play, and so even You got when, mad at Migueza. remember that last that's season? That's true. Yeah. went
1: out of position and then Komen mm-hmm. immediately subbed him and was very upset, and so... Yeah. It's very interesting because on the one hand, you have Pjanic saying this, you have these players who Laporta, right, especially Pooch, wants to see the season, but Komen hasn't even played Pooch yet. And then you hear these rumors in the media that the Barca board think Komen is the ideal coach and that we should sign him for another season. I mean, it it really doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) I think, you know, both of us were at Mm -hmm. one point Komen in, right, during like March of last season. And then in the last few months, it just seems like I've just lost a lot of confidence in Komen.
0: But how... How can we? How can those rumors come out and say he's the ideal coach? I'm not sure
1: what's ideal about <laughs> what's been going on. These yeah, about about <laughs> uh, you know pissing away the league at the end of last <laughs> season, about yeah. losing that first PSG game at home like four one, mm. about you know uh, drawing against teams are ready and, and and making bad subs and not making sure. subs proactively and using the same lineup over and over and having other teams prepare for it. I mean, it just seems like but tactically on offense, we're just, uh, we don't have a, a, a clear vision yeah. or goal.
0: How is it ideal when at one point Laporta is basically saying, hey, you have to play 4-3-3. You can't play any other lineup. And
1: not just that, <laughs> dude, he
0: tried, to, he tried to
1: get rid of him. Remember, there was a point True. where K- Laporta was like, hey, we're going to keep you if I can't find anyone else in the next two yeah. weeks. Right, And so I don't understand. I mean, a lot of, as we always talk about, a lot of the media in Spanish and European soccer, football is very biased. And it's a lot of Mm -hmm. reports from certain teams trying to get a certain narrative out there. So maybe that's what we're seeing. Uh, I think that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please hit that subscribe button. Like, we will see you very soon because we have Bayern Munich coming up right after the international break. So everyone put up (laughs) some prayers, you know, thoughts, whatever you need to do. Thank you guys. Thanks guys.